All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello. 
Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Montana's. And folks, you use folks twice there. You're not supposed to do that when you write. You know that. Uh, Montana's. We have some stuff to say about Montana's. Launching today, we're telling you, today, oh. January 17th, this beautiful Tuesday afternoon, Montana's Comfort Menu officially launches and it is time to get excited about the tasty comfort food that you can have over at montana's while you're hanging out with your family your friends and you are as we've said watching the game montana's bringing back the viewing party enjoy the limited time comfort menu and a molson canadian and you could win a trip to the nhl awards in nashville or a molson branded nhl fridge we've talked about the daily deals before you've heard them all uh new ones Monday is half price wings. And if you're Faber, yep. you crush 30 of those as a base. Tuesday, Taco Not Tuesday. Montana's only 20. $5 tacos with the purchase of any beverage. That is all day long. Wednesday, it's all you can eat ribs. And Thursday and oh, every look, day. Look how much stuff they got in that taco. There is a I'm lot only of stuff. Ha- that that's is a, a big taco. I was going to say. That is a meaty taco. When I, if I'm being honest, when I heard $5 tacos, listen, I used to go to Montana's for all you can eat tacos back in the day. When I heard $5 tacos, I said, man, inflation's really good. Look at the size. Of, Alex, can I get a zoom in on that taco? Look at the size of that thing. What are you doing with? Look at the. It even has like a good comparison with the size of a lime. That's about. That's what's that? Nine nine slices of lime, pretty okay. much, to for size for people okay, on the get it back on track. The here. size of that Tuesday taco is massive. <laughs> These aren't like go. I'm going for two tacos type of deal. This is a five dollar taco here. Holy jumping! Uh, drink deals and specials Thursday and every day. But we want to talk about Tuesday Taco Tuesday. You've talked about it more than Holy enough. Five dollar tacos, as uh, my co-host put it, meaty tacos. Are you say. um? Are you a taco? Tuesday type of guy. I know a lot of people yes, always I like have tacos. I like tacos. But so I have tacos once a week. We do the uh the Korean barbecue old El Paso kit, which is hard to find actually. Now I tell you it's not as hard to it's it used to be very readily available. Now they're they're pushing the uh, the Caribbean jerk taco kit on you big time. Okay. Um there was once a time But in I like my the life. Korean one. We do it once a week here in this house. There was once a time in my life when people, if you asked me what my favorite food was, I would tell you it was tacos. Well, I bet that went well with the Italian family. Well, yeah. You ever had spaghetti in a taco? That's a thing. Yeah, for my Carly. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that down there. I got That's my, okay. I had to kick your back. Yeah, I know. Way. Well, everything okay. I just, I don't get any did you, anything around Did you watch iCarly? No, never. Never so, I watched that show. Spaghetti tacos was a thing for my Carly. Oh, really? Yeah, that, that was a... That was something that was from iCarly. That wasn't like a thing before iCarly. Mm. Not that I know of, at least. I mean, if you're broke, like I I had, I feel like when I was broke when I was 18, well, I'm still broke, but when I was 18 and broke, I was eating spaghetti and everything. I'd have it in tacos. I'd recook it up, put it, uh, roll it in little balls and bake it. I thought. Spaghetti balls. I thought the writers at iCarly created those. Well, maybe because I'm assuming our iCarly was uh, before my time because it would have been like when you I would was, have been about 18. I was like, yeah, 11 when so, I uh, yeah, out. exactly. That's the thing. I always forget that how our age difference is so much <laughs> like our our family channel shows were very different. Yeah, it's like I say classic rock and I'm talking about songs from 2013. You're talking about good Charlotte. Yeah, yeah there's that damn thing. It's again you. It's there. your computer all the time. 
I turned it down, but we, now we can't hear Alex. We got to turn it back up. Okay. I got, no, I got uh, okay, notifications okay. off here. Enough here. Uh, I didn't even say my name is David Quadrelli. Yep. I'm joined as always by the man who built the place, doing his best impression of The Rock in '90s. And for folks on the podcast, he's wearing a turtleneck and a chain. Chris Faber, our technical producer, is Alex Allard. This is the Cucks Conversation Podcast, and we are here to talk about once again energy drinks. I am drinking <laughs> a rain. This is a, I went down to the states on the weekend. Come on, camera. You know how much I paid for this camera and it can't get the goddamn auto thing on here? What's going on here? You gotta back it up. I am backing it up. <laughs> Rain Inferno. Watermelon Warlord. What's up with energy drink flavors and the names of Sounds like you're going to war with every single one. It's called you can't see it on the camera. Watermelon Warlord. I went down the States and handpicked this one out myself. You look so in your element. Recently got your passport. Oh. Uh, so in your element down you saw in a photo uh, the States. It, yeah. I got some photos from your fiance um, about you. Uh, you at, well, I think there's one she sent me. You were at Trader Joe's. I'm not yeah, sure. We did. Uh, so yeah. I went down on Saturday, took the whole weekend uh, away from, from Twitter, which was awesome. It was really good. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. It was actually way better than I thought, just not being on social media <laughs> for the weekend. And Saturday included us waking up at, I didn't talk about this on Monday. We had too much going on yesterday. But on the weekend, Saturday, we went down just to uh, to Bellingham, only about a little drive down there. We went down there, picked up, uh, went to Fred Meyer, went to Walmart, went to um, Trader Joe's. So we went to those three spots. I didn't, so here's, I thought Trader Joe's was like a, like a supermarket. It's like a, it's more like a market, it feels yes. like. But it's, and it's all just, I didn't know it was just Trader Joe's. Branded uh, brands. stuff. Yes. 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 I thought it was a little bit of everything. And then it's pretty sick. It hit me when I got back here because I'm like, and this will get you one day, Quad. You'll feel old. But we bought this pasta that I think is very cool. It's like a cool shape. It's thick. I'll show you it after. I can run and grab it now if you want. But then you can see that okay. uh, my upper body dressed extremely well. My lower body, not so much. But the pasta, I put it in there. I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm going and I'm sitting back and I'm looking at my, uh, what, are the, what do you call that? Uh, the, the pantry. I'm looking at my pantry and I'm thinking, man, I'm excited to eat that cool pasta. And then I stopped for a second. And I said, I'm also getting freaking old because my excitement level used to be about going out, having a good time. Now I'm excited about the cool looking pasta that's in the fridge. So, yeah, I don't think that's saying it. Unless I'm also getting old because I get excited about yeah, that. Yeah, but stuff. you're I Italian. Got- You've been excited about pasta since you came out of the womb. <laughs> But just other things. I get excited about like a good vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Or the stuff that you get cooked. You're 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 significant other over there. She what? Sorry, just continue the way you she, said it was really funny. She is a hell of a cook. You bring the other day what you bring over here, then you left it in the fridge because apparently now It's still in your fridge. It's my lunch for the next three the days. You we have so your much. own you have your own desk in my house. <laughs> you have your own charger here that my fiance that you've stolen from my fiance. Now you have a spot in the fridge. But but you uh yeah, the, the stuff you had yesterday, was it, it smelled, ex- like, I don't think you microwaved it yesterday, but today you did. It smelled up the whole parm. That was nice. It was, what, spinach and Parmesan yeah, rice? So that was old. Yeah, spinach, Parmesan rice. Good really, stuff really there. good. It's I've literally had it. I'm going to have it three days oh, in a row. And, and there she is right there in the chat says he was supposed to bring you a cookie yesterday. Oh, I guess she, the, okay, so she got I was a cast iron where those, pan. I was wondering where those crumbs from your uh, <laughs> shirt yesterday were coming from. She got a cast iron pan for my brother for Christmas, and... Uh, she made this cookie pie in it, and she's done it mm, twice now, and it's pie. like so good. You have it with a little ice cream. I was supposed to bring you some yesterday. I forgot to bring it for you, and then I got home, saw it on the counter, and just ate the whole thing. Oh, tough. And so, Madeline yeah. asked uh, in the chat. I think I'm, Madeline? Madeline, right? I'm yeah, not good Madeline. With, 
out of line? Go continue. You're out of line, but uh, but what's your favorite thing from Trader Joe's? This is something that I've asked my fiance to get me when she would go down before I had a passport, and I finally got it this time. She says it's been out of stock every time. I don't know if I buy that, but it was there the first time I went down. It's uh, it's Mandarin orange chicken. So like orange chicken, but Mandarin orange chicken. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm excited. Yeah, for it. let me know. Other than that, we like the spices. Like the uh, everything but the elote is good. And to and the last when we went down, we got everything but the ketchup. It's like a ketchup seasoning. Huh. So I was thinking, where, what would you put that on? Potatoes, right? I guess potatoes would be a good thing for it. Anywho, there's a John Go, Go John Garrett joke in there. Somewhere. Oh, I know. You know okay. what? I should pick one up for him. You should actually. I'll see That'd him be soon, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, enough. We're, we've gone on too long with the non-hockey Canucks talk. conversation. Figure it out, quads. Let's go. Yeah, Canucks conversation. Okay, we're here. We're talking about tanking. Do you want to start with nope. the lottery simulator before I get into some stuff here? Because I had a few thoughts on a few things. No, I think we should. Um... Do you want me to give my thoughts on this? Yep. Okay. Been discussed a lot in the past 24 hours. We didn't really touch on it on yesterday's show. Got the audio, so by the way. You didn't do any prep. Got the audio whenever Got you want. Got the audio, yeah. Whenever you Alex, want. let's hear the audio. Jim Rutherford talking about uh, accidentally tanking. Obviously, he's making a joke, and I'm going to talk about how I think this is so stupid that some people are like, I know it's a joke, but I'm really mad about this. So let, let's just hear it. Uh, Jim Rutherford talking about tanking. I thought we were tanking. We're pretty close to the bottom. But it, but as a but I would I, I I would never running a team go and tell a coach or the players don't play hard for this game. They 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 have a job to do to come to work every game and try to win that game. You want to ask a question? Well, just but your decisions in terms of organizational was, moves you make and how you set up the roster that's a different story. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. And so so. As we go into the second half, we can we can make different decisions as how we go about doing our business. I don't view that as tanking. The players have to play hard. The coach has the coach to win. But we also have to make decisions on where we're going in the future. I have some thoughts, too. You want me to go first? Yeah. Obviously, like, nobody's ever going to come out and say they're tanking. Like, did the, did the Buffalo Sabres say they were tanking? No. They didn't say they were tanking that year. They were going for Connor McDavid. Never ended up even getting him. Don't get me started with the whole Edmonton thing. Those oily boys over there, the witchcraft that they pull off in that uh, city of Edmonton. I don't know how they got all those beaches over there, but nobody's going to come out and say they're tanking. But it's like Jim Rutherford said, like it feels like they are, right? Like a lot of the things uh, that have happened on the ice have looked like tanking, giving up the second most goals against per game. That feels like tanking. Um, they're obviously scoring a lot and producing a lot, but now you have an opportunity to move into, listen, they're never going to call it tanking. It's just like what Jim Rutherford says. He's never going to tell his players to lose. He's never going to say that they're tanking. It's not tanking. But trading Bo Horvat there you go. tanks your chances of winning games. Trading Luke Shen tanks your chances of winning games. Trading, Unbelievably so. Almost. A little bit. But, you know, trading Andre Kuzmenko and his, you know, 17 goals, whatever he's at now. We got to get to that, too. That's an odds will. and end thing. That tanks. Yeah, no odds and ends on the report today. That's but okay. uh, that tanks your chance of winning. So it's not like you're taking the organization of the team and saying we're all going tanking. But certain things that you're doing are tanking the chance to win games. So exactly. that's what I look at it as. So, and I think those moves can be accomplished this season with how... You look at the trade market, the pending UFAs, the guys who aren't going to be here for a long time. Absolutely, you can tank. Okay, so they won't say it though. Here, here is my thought. I'm I'm driving home today or driving this morning around, mm-hmm. and I'm listening to the Jeff Merrick show. 
Okay. And Merrick and Friedman are talking about this tanking quote from Jim Rutherford. And they were like, this is, a, you know, is this a shot at Bruce Boudreaux and the players? Like, that's not nice type thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. You know, as somebody who's who's around here every day, I was like, cry me a freaking river. Like, world's smallest violin type thing, right? And I was like, these guys are so out to lunch. What are they even talking about? Okay. Now, I thought about it a little more. And I'm expecting people to have the same reaction that I just described to uh, what they were saying to what I'm about to say. Because I thought about this a little more. And, you know, basically what they were saying was, you know, is him saying, oh, we're accidentally tanking. Like, is that, you know, a shot at the players that an unfair shot at Bruce? And I was like, okay, like. And by the way, as he said that quote, there was like a little smirk there, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's he's joking. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I thought the question that was asked was talking about. Yes. Was actually Farhan setting up a question to ask about Demko being held out longer. Which was also an interesting answer. We don't have the audio for that, but it was. But let's get to it after. Let's get to it after. Um about tanking right they were like okay well you know obviously it's a joke but it's a joke at your players and coaches expense are they going to get upset about it type thing i was like world's smallest violin now i understand people are probably gonna have the same reaction to what i'm about to say and what i'm about to say is i thought about it a little longer and what i kept thinking about is like okay if he says that quote after a 6-2 loss at home to the New York Islanders or whatever it was when they just looked so listless, they looked like they weren't, they legitimately looked like they weren't trying, looked like they didn't care. I'm sorry, but this past road trip where they didn't get many results, they got one win, you can't fault this team's effort on that road trip. Like, every loss that they had on that road trip, for the most part, came down to roster construction. It came down to them just not being good enough. To hang with the top teams. Like, that's what it came down to. And look, if I'm a player, and again, world's smallest violin, I understand these guys get paid millions of dollars. I understand people aren't going to like this take. I get it. But if I'm a player, I'm thinking, screw you, man. Like, I was like, I I just put in effort on this road trip. If I'm Elias Pettersson, right? Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm trying every game. The guys around, and maybe Elias Patterson is a bad example because I know there's all that stuff about, oh, does he want to stay? Does he not want to? I'm not going to get into that. Any player, for example, let's use, I don't know, uh, Ethan Bear. Ethan Bear. Okay, we put in a really good effort, and you're talking about, you know, aren't we tanking? Like, our team sucks. But does that come across as Jim Rutherford looking inward and saying, our team sucks because of how it's constructed? Or aren't we tanking because our players aren't trying hard enough or our players and coaches aren't good enough? Like, I think in the, and again, I think it, and not to contradict myself immediately, but in the context of what he was saying in the rest of the press conference, mm. there's a, he took a lot of ownership for the roster. Um, you know, he did say we can't move contracts that we'd like to move, but also goes to that point. If you're one of those players hearing that where you hear our core, isn't the problem. It's the players around them. If you're a player around them, you're probably thinking like, you know what? Why am I even trying for this organization right now? Like, maybe I will just go mail it in. Like we saw at various points this year. Like, I'm curious how, and again, I'm not trying to blow this into a thing that's bigger than it is because I hate when people do that. But I am curious if any players were legitimately rubbed the wrong way by yesterday's press conference. I'll tell you what, a lot of the players who think they're going to be here long-term, like... You hope Elias Pettersson. Um, you know Quinn Hughes has a long contract. You know JT Miller has a long contract. I don't, I think that they maybe can have the long game view of some of the stuff that Jim Rutherford said. But you're right. Like 
Ethan Bear needs a contract after this season. I don't think that yesterday's press conference makes him more excited about it, about the next year or yep. two. It's not like Ethan Bear is signing a five-year deal, as much as I think that's a player they should do that on. But, yeah, it's it's a difficult spot to be in. The tanking thing's interesting for me because you, you bring up an interesting point about, like, yeah, that's not going to... I don't think it's going to piss the players off because they're clearly aware of where this team's at. Yep. Right. They're not going to say it. Um, that's just kind of the dance that they have to take with media where they're like, they're not going to say like, we're not going to make the playoffs, but you know, if you had true serum, do you think that every player in that room is like, ah, we still got a chance to make the playoffs, man. You know, just got to have a good second half, man. We can catch all these teams. I don't think so. No. Like, I, I think these, these players know what's going on with this season. And that press conference yesterday does it help the thought of tanking more for these players? Maybe. Like, maybe it puts and, them more into that camp. And the comments from Jim Rutherford, yeah. absolutely cement. I want to get to a couple comments in the YouTube live chat here. Sure. Jeff Rowe jumping into the chat and saying, if he isn't telling them not to play hard, he may as well have done it yet after yesterday. Um, Corey Anderson jumped in the chat, said, no way, quads. They lost those games straight up because their PK sucks. That's fair, but the PK is still put together by the general manager and the president, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to say that their PK is hitting way below what we thought they'd be. I mean, somebody's got to be the worst PK in the league, right? Sure. Didn't think it'd be the Canucks, but also, you know, Thatcher Demko's not here. The goaltending hasn't been fantastic. Like, it hasn't been bailing them out. And again, the thing that we keep coming back to is just everything we've seen this year seems like it could be solved by Thatcher Demko being unbelievable like he was last year. Yeah, I see Corey in here saying like uh, the saying that the roster, the whole roster doesn't suck. The whole roster doesn't suck when things are going the Canucks way, right? But as soon as something, one of those like pillars of what this team has to have to have success breaks, mm-hmm. which multiple ones have this season, where special teams, obviously the penalty kills letting them down again this year. And, and it is like Corey's got a point that yes, it is historically bad. That's for sure. That's a big thing that's costing this team. You can hear JT Miller talk about it yet last year. I remember at the end of the season talking about, Hey, like, you know, they would have probably been in a playoff spot if they're a top five penalty kill last year, for sure. Like they would have been a playoff team last year if they, if they weren't historically bad, like they were last year. They're they're one not. Of those, <laughs> and one of those other pillars this year that's missing is the number one in the NHL at five on five goaltending. They don't have that this season. Yeah. When you don't have all the pillars that, you know, have to align for this Canucks team to be good, you start to see a lot of the cracks and the flaws in this team. And that's kind of what we're seeing a lot more of this year where they're scoring goals. Like, right? They're they're a talented offensive team. I still think that if you were to just put them up against a lot of different forward groups in the NHL and you're just like, if you just made the playoffs off of what your forwards can do offensively, the Canucks are a playoff yeah. team Absolutely, in my eyes. They're absolutely a playoff team, but that's not how the NHL works. And this team has to rely on so many other things going their way to be good that those things that aren't being good for this team right now and helping them step up, it's it's tough. It's really tough to see. And, I mean, what's a new coach going to do to this group? Change some things around for sure. I'm I'm a little worried about what a coaching... They're going to get the dead cat bounce. Yeah. Um, The other other point of what I wanted to say on tanking before we move on to the Atlas Goods poll question here is that this team, and we heard the word retool, and I know it pissed a lot of people off yesterday. We talked about it on yesterday's show. Good little chat we had about it. Oh, great question uh, from that guy, too. Retool versus rebuild, right? And it feels like if this team wants to retool, which they do, they can tank this year. 
Like they can offload the things at the deadline because I understand looking at this year as a dud, but I don't understand not just offloading what you have here because what that that is here is part of your retool. Like, is Connor Garland part of a retool? And I know Connor Garland's probably one of the players he's talking about when he says we can't move these contracts. Yeah, actually, I had, a, I had a point that I wanted to bring up, and this is it's great that you brought that up because it helps me ask this question. Who's here in four years of this team that's right now this roster? Which players are here in four years? OEL's cap hit in some form. Yeah. Okay. Uh, JT Miller. So JT Miller. Let's, see, let's count how many there will be. Okay. JT Miller. Yeah. OEL. Oh. Uh, His money. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about the money of the contract. Yeah, Elias Patterson. Elias Patterson. Quinn Hughes Quinn will Hughes. still be on his contract. Yeah. Is Thatcher Demko still here in four years? I don't know, Chris. He's on. He's going to expire in okay. three. Is Vasily Pod Colson still here? You would I hope. would say so. You would hope. Yeah. I would say five there. Is Huglander here? I I would. I'd be pretty surprised if Huglander's here still. Mm-hmm. I think they'll find that. So we got five. Anybody else in the chat, let us know if we're missing someone here. I got five players that I think will be here. Like maybe Ethan Bear as a third-pairing guy? Like maybe. maybe. Very strongly maybe. My, you're, you're illustrating the point very, very well, though, that there's no need to clutch at your pearls as you are on the Titanic going down. So if right? you're four, like, And if you're four years away and I see five players, am I missing? Like, like a better chance to me is like, you have a better chance of seeing LeCaramacchi on this roster than Ethan Bear in my eyes in, f- okay. in four years. Yeah. Okay, so like Old. that. Uh, yeah, but what I'm saying yeah, with yeah, this yeah, current yeah, roster and the players that you have and how the cap's being affected, five players from four years will be, I think, on this roster. You can feel pretty good about them being here. That like sets you up to really walk into a rebuild then because you can deal with five players. But you can rebuild around and not change five players. So the, it doesn't matter what the word is though. That's, I know. And no, I know. I don't, and I don't want to hey, do this again no, with you because no, no. you're wrong. I'm right. The, the no. retool thing that you want. A retool. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you're building around five players, one of whom is JT Miller. How is that not a retool? That part. Look, I can, if one Jim of Benning's right, retool ultimately failed. And this is really dumbing it down. It has a lot to do with the players they targeted. Uh, you know, Linden Bay trades don't help, all that sort of stuff. Sven Berchi, I'm not going to get into it. But they built that team. They retooled that team around the Sedins and then Bo Horvat and Brock Besser. Mm. I like, and this is no disrespect to the Sedins. It is a little bit of disrespect to Horvat and Besser. The caliber of player with Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes, the two guys that we would actually like to see them rebuild, retool, I don't give a crap what you say, around... I'm much happier with that foundation because what do we keep talking about, Chris? We keep talking about we're trying to retool a house that has no foundation, right? Mm -hmm. If you actually have a disciplined retool where, or you know what? I'm not going to say retool or rebuild anymore, okay? I'm not going to say either word. If you have disciplined roster construction based around offloading what's not working here and making some tough decisions, which Rutherford said he's going to have to do, to shape your team around Elias Pedersen and Quinn Hughes. I don't care what you call that. That's what this team should be doing. Yeah. And I, I don't even think fans that are saying, I just want to rebuild. I don't even think a lot of those fans are saying, I wish they would trade Pedersen and Hughes for picks. No. And here's the problem that I think the retool rebuild thing that, that we've heard. And it's because this is how Jim Rutherford has said it is. I don't think fans want to see the two year fix when they can have the four year fix. Right. And to hear from the president say that, what we want to do is target these younger NHL players. 
the quote about guys not working out on their ELCs, that's not what you want to have as your no. high-end target. You're right. Okay, so yep. so I under, that's kind of, like, I know we've been arguing, and, and I see Kevin in there saying the semantics don't really matter. That That's right. The retool versus rebuild thing, you're right. It is just a word, like Jeffro said. But to me, the way that I look at retool is what Jim Rutherford is saying. He's saying they want to do a retool. He says they don't want to do a rebuild. He says he wants to do a retool. He says they want to bring in these players that are in the NHL. Yes. Says they want to give second opportunities to these guys. Sure. Sure. But I don't think that's where, like, I don't think you should have to give up these players of value like a Horvat, like a Shen, like a Kuzmenko to get those type of players. You can find those type of players. Anthony Duclair was like. Ethan Bear cost a fifth round pick. Exactly. So like. Sure, you can do that, but I still think the focus here should be getting the high-end players. Find yourself another Elias Pettersson at fifth overall. Find yourself another Quinn Hughes at eighth overall. Like, yeah, like get the draft picks where even if the Canucks finish in the mushy middle at like 13, maybe if they have extra first, they can trade from 13 down to seven. And hey, there's that right D we've been looking for. The thing there's I that keep- guy that's going to be helping this team at the high end where you can fill in with the retool after, but... As a base, you really need to target those type of players first in my eyes. The thing I keep coming back to, Chris, and the reason I want them to trade for picks, the reason I want them to tank this season, like make some moves where you are trading for picks, and we'll get to the Kuzmenko stuff later. The reason I want to see them make these moves, Chris, is because the last time this happened, the last time they accidentally tanked, and I keep bringing it up, 2016-17 season. Look it up, folks. They made some deals at the deadline that were clear tanking moves. They moved on from Yannick Hansen. They moved on from Alex Burroughs for future assets, okay? Oh, uh, one of those Goldobin ended up days. turning into Linus Carlson. Okay. Uh, one of them was Nikolai Goldobin. Young players, kind of the same thing as Rutherford. Say what you will about who they chose to target, all that sort of stuff. It's not the point. The point is, they made those moves, made their team worse than it already was, tanked their positioning in the standings, finished with the second-worst record. Um, only team worse than them was the Colorado Avalanche, and I don't have to tell you what they've done in the years since. What does it get them, Chris? They fall in the draft lottery to a spot that, if they finished second-worst this year, they legitimately couldn't fall to under the new rules. You, you can't fall out of the top three if you're um, the first-worst team or whatever, right? Yep. They fall to fifth overall. Who do they select? Elias Patterson. This guy that we're talking about, hey, you know what? A retool might actually work because they can actually build around this guy. He is someone worth building around, as is Quinn Hughes. And sure, maybe they didn't tank in the Quinn Hughes year, per se, right? They were just bad, Mm. which, you know, that's a lot of the Jim Benning era Canucks. But the one year, keep in mind, Trevor Linden still worked with the organization at that time. Not reporting anything, just something I'm interested uh, that I was when I was looking back at this. Trevor Linden is still with the team uh, in 2016-17. They make those rebuilding moves. Whatever you want to call them, I don't care. They make those moves for future assets. They tank their team in the process, and it gets them Elias Pettersson. I like having it. I had to have a chuckle there because as you're going on your big rant, and what does a fifth overall pick get you? I just see Sonny's comment in there. Only you levy. <laughs> <laughs> so great, excellently timed uh, comment there. Yeah, and then Sonny. Sonny even said, "Imagine they took Kachuk." That yeah, year. let's not go like, down look that. Look what Kachuk just went nah, for. Nah, 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 nah. Anyways. Um, okay, we're not. We're done. We're done talking about tanking. Okay, let's move on. Uh, we're moving on to the poll question. The poll Atlas question. Goods poll question. You oh. want to do it or you want me to? Um, you can do it. Yeah. I got the answers to it. You don't have any of the answers. You can just do the the question up in here. Or no, let's do a quick. Uh, let's tankathon. Yeah, let's run while tankathon. We get all set here. Let's run tankathon. Because just uh, just for fun, Alex, if you got some jazz, 
And I know you do over there, Alex. Go ahead and give me a little jazz here before this because I like to like to set the mood. I got my turtleneck on today. Um, oh, give it a give it a second to breathe. Here we go. Vancouver Canucks, six point five percent chance of getting the first overall pick. And they slide down to eighth. All right. Uh, <laughs> so that's why you got to keep tanking. You got to keep tanking. You got. You have to keep losing games. Like I'm not saying go tell your players to lose games. Okay, as someone already pointed out, it's kind of what you did yesterday. But make your team worse and make it better in the long run. Like I don't care if you use the word rebuild. I don't care if you say retool. I'm going to criticize the moves that you make and the moves that you don't make. I'm not here to argue about. Rebuilds versus retool, and nobody in this market should be. And that that's dominated the discourse in the past twenty four hours. Get a grip. I'm done. Okay. I'm yeah. I'll let it, I'll leave it there because I could. Uh, we'll talk about this more in the other days when we start to see some moves happen. I'm gonna come at you here, quads, because you're wrong. All right. Poll question. Let's do it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right. Our poll question brought to you by the great folks at Atlas Goods. Go to atlasgds.com. Use promo code CC15 for 15% off your first order. 15% Um, off. Pop rinds. These are the best fresh pork rinds straight from your microwave or air fryer. Zero they carb. Are the perfect zero carb snack. Are you just going to yell out different parts? Yeah, of the what's gathering? those people in the songs where they throw things? They just yell in the background like 2 Chains always has in his song? DMX has a lot of Two those. 2 I listen to a lot of DMX while I uh, work out. That's okay. my workout playlist. Uh, back to it. I'm a Taylor uh, Swift guy in the, in the gym. Locally owned and operated Atlas Goods. Enchanted. Go check them out. Our poll question 15. today. It is an AHL themed question, so you know who Look wrote what it. You folks. made me do those okay. are all good songs. <laughs> who will play the most NHL games 
next season. Linus Carlson, Daniil Klimovich, Jack Rathbone, and as always, I'm angry so far as we for Alex to vote here. So far, Chris. You know what's funny about Alex uh, being with this show? I bet Alex is in the top 100 of the world for knowing about Canucks prospects just from doing this <laughs> show and having the prospects report. Like, I bet Alex is one of the brightest 100 minds to talk about the Vancouver Canucks prospect pool because he produces this show. Doesn't have to watch anything. Or maybe he doesn't pay attention when we're talking. I think he does because he always he gets the clips up quick. But let's see where Alex goes here. Who's Who plays the most NHL games next season? For the Vancouver... It doesn't have to be the Vancouver Canucks, actually. That's what yeah, I kind of wanted to put uh, interesting. Uh, that's what I was going mm-hmm. to ask. I don't see anything here with with the Vancouver Canucks having to be part of this. Nope. That was part Who of plays it. the most NHL games next season? Oh, Daniil Klimovich. So that's who Alex went with. Mm. The The popular vote so far, Chris, 36% of people say Linus Carlson. Remember, he had some reps with Elias Pettersson yeah. uh, at training camp there. Good Maybe point. Lane Peterson's treatment this year will be what, and I'm not saying they mistreated him. I'm saying getting called up when you're tearing up the league in scoring. Right, right, right. To go play on Elias Pettersson's wing. Linus Carlson might be that guy. And I know they got mm. Pat Colson and Huglander down there, but hey, this is why you tank. This is why you sell off assets. This is why you make these deals so that you can get these guys in the lineup. Anyways, Linus Carlson, Daniel Klimovich, Jack Rathbone, and as always, I'm angry. I'm angry, which I'm assuming people use oh. as the none of the above option. Uh, 31%. Uh, 21% say Jack Rathbone. 12% say Daniel Klimovich. I want to get some re- get some replies here. Do it. Yeah, have it. Uh, Andy replied and said, can I vote zero for all of them? Uh, Puck, what you heard, said none of the above. And Sam Huge said Rathbone, but not with the Canucks. And the plumber said Willanen. Christian Willanen getting some love. Right. Yeah. My favorite thing about poll questions, it's like, here are your options, and then people just reply. Ah, here's the actual answer. It's like, well, those hey. were all really good submissions, I would yep, say. I think so, too. I just love that in the polls. Um, yeah, the I'm angry crowd is out, and uh, not surprising, actually. Uh, Linus Carlson's an interesting one. He'd be my vote for the most uh, NHL games next season. I I think that he could have, he could be in the NHL right now getting a chance that, you know, Lane Peterson's getting, that Will Lockwood's getting. But I, I do think that they want to use him the way that, you know, the Alvin and Rutherford crew use their players in the AHL in Pittsburgh, right? They want Linus Carlson to not only get comfortable in North America, but get confident in North America. And, the way that he scored that goal between the legs a couple of uh, about a week or so ago with uh, what is it the Swedish House Mafia line that line together there that that was confidence there that was really good that was that was awesome to see he's also shooting the puck a ton almost three shots a game right now uh, in the HL and you could hear the players talk about it Vasily Podkolzin mentioned it in the interview that I had with him after the game all he said like when I asked him what the goal he's like yeah that's NHL that's what he said about Linus Carlson and. Carlson has some work to do with his foot speed. I love that he's out there right now with Mackenzie Braid, one of, I think, the best skating coaches in the world uh, in Mackenzie Braid. Specifically, having that in your AHL system is huge. Um, so having Carlson down there is good. He's got 28 points in 35 games so far this season. It's a great spot for him to be in. I think it's it's going to be a great spot for him to continue to develop. I would pick him to play the most NHL games next season because there's probably a door that's going to open for Jack Rathbone to get into the... Canucks lineup next season, right? But 
I don't know if he, I don't know what he has to do to stick with this team. If the new coach maybe likes him a little bit, he's also, uh, by the way, update on Rathbone. He's doing a lot better from that injury, from what I heard. Even though it looked really bad, he was stretchered off the ice again uh, on the weekend there. But he's looking, um, it's looking positive from what the scene was there on was it Friday night or Saturday night? Saturday, I think. Um, the the, uh, the early returns are that it's very positive from what we saw, anyways. So we'll have to see with him. Uh, Abbotsford's actually in action tomorrow. We'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with Linus Carlson here. I, you know what though, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say it, but like, Danila Klimovich, man, if he continues to roll for the rest of this season, look out, look out for some NHL games next year. If he continues to roll like he's rolling, man, Alex New, Alex New, yeah. Uh, okay, quickly, I wanted to get this in. Andre Kuzmenko and the Canucks had a positive meeting. Uh, his representation, Dan Milstein is his agent. Uh, Emily Castonguay, Jim Rutherford, and Patrick Alvine, this coming from Rick Dollywall, mm. um, met with uh, Milstein in Florida to talk extension with Andre Kuzmenko. Uh, Dollywall said that it's uh, a two- or eight-year deal that they can basically have their pick of. I'm sure the Canucks will contest that. Um, yeah. All right. I don't uh, know where to go Dan from Mills, there, uh, No, I'll take it from here. Sure. All right. Dan Milstein's got four clients on the Canucks. Can you name the, the four quads? Daniel Klimovich, Ilya Mikheyev, um, Andre Kuzmenko, you won't and get the Kirill Kudryatsev. Actually, then, well, on the Canucks. But, yeah, he's <laughs> one of them, too, but you're missing one. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Did I say and it's, it's a name you would never guess. He's on the AHL roster. Okay, tell me. It's Wyatt Kalyanek. Oh, it's, uh, it's also a, a Dan Milstein client. Wow. Um, Must have so, had the audiobook. I don't know what happened there. It was a good audiobook. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. And I know this isn't the popular thing, and people are going to be mad in the chat. People are going to be mad listening to the podcast. You got to trade Andre Kuzmenko, man. You got to trade Andre Kuzmenko. The return for him is going to be massive. And I, as Canucks fans should be, should be labile to the chance of moving this team in the right direction and actually adding these draft picks like you could right now with Kuzmenko, I still think that there is a chance he could be one of these rare, very rare types that, yes, he leaves, but, yes, he might come back and sign here. The Canucks will be in the market again for him in free agency if he gets there, and he's already shown that he's very comfortable here in this city. So it'll be interesting to see. I just Here's the thing, Quads. I don't think Andre Kuzmenko is going to be a 23.9% shooter through this next contract that he signs, whether it be two years or seven years like Dollywall is talking about. I think he plays the net front as good as, I don't want to say anyone in the NHL, but in the high echelon of the NHL for those tap-ins, he's definitely there. I don't think he's going to be a 24% shooter on that uh, on that contract, this next contract that's coming up here. Yep. I, yeah. I don't... I, I don't have anything against Andre Kuzmenko. I think he's a good player, and I, I think there's a really good chance. Like, if, if I was a betting man... Kevin's got a good comment. I would bet that Kuzmenko repeats what he did this year. Like, I, I think Kuzmenko is capable of repeating this. Sure. There is no guarantee that that will be the case, and this team can't be taking any sort of risks like this. The, the payoff of signing Andre Kuzmenko is not worth the risk for the Canucks, is what I... I it, basically is what it boils down to for me is it's just there's not much risk but there's more risk than there is trading him for assets i know there's no risk for trading him for assets because you got him for free it's exactly what kevin said you gave up nothing to get him and you can flip him for the sun and the moon 
you could get such a good like you're getting a first plus folks you're getting a first plus yeah, for Andre Kuzmenko he's making no money he's scoring a ton of goals so many teams would be after him and Commander Vanderbrink is a good point love Kuzmenko but I'll love the first round pick more and again like, and more folks you don't have to you don't have to say okay well it's a first round pick well that's not going to help the Canucks for four years. We talked about it oh. on, a lot on yesterday's show. I used the Habs as an example where they traded for Kirby Doc after one disciplined deadline. One! One disciplined deadline of rebuilding moves, retooling, I don't care. Whatever building sort of moves it was. Future intended moves. Um, and then they moved in, got Doc, and now Doc's got uh, career high in points already this season. Okay. Um, on the topic of Kuzmenko, Elliot Friedman wrote in his 32 Thoughts column yesterday uh, that other teams around the league have indicated they'd love Kuzmenko as a rental. The Canucks have made it clear to those teams that they intend to keep the winger. So we'll have to just follow along with this. We'll have yeah. to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I think both of us have made it clear um, that we'd like to see him traded for some assets. Okay, uh, prospects report. But, Go. You know, selfishly, would love to deal with him in the media. Yeah, he's amazing. He's he's amazing to deal with, and hey, he's fun to watch. Like, and he's uh, you don't see this often, but I noticed the other day on the Instagram there, same outfit, back to back days. Might have been. Is that a faux pas? Might have been when you're making that type of money. Well, he's not making that type of money actually, so I guess you can wear the same outfit back to back days. Okay, go prospects. Let's go. Oh man, okay, get me on a roll here. Let me hold on. Let me get a let me get a sip in here because I'm about I'm about to go on a run. All right. <clears throat> Philip Johansson, he scored a goal in Champions League today. He's got five goals in 13 CHL games. That's Champions Hockey League. The right shot defenseman, he's coming over here, uh, probably playing Abbotsford, maybe at the end of the season. We'll see what happens with that. Quads, guess who leads all of Champions League in goals this year? I don't know, Chris. Here's the answer. He follows you on Twitter. Zach Boychuk. <laughs> Zach Boychuk, you didn't think you were hear that name today. He leads Champions League in goals, which is wild today. I didn't know the dude was still playing. I thought he was just tweeting and following every single person. Follows 680,000 people on Twitter, and you are one of them. Okay, probably. let's go. Let's go. Elias Patterson, Jonathan LeCaramacchi, they were sent down to the J20 teams on the weekend. LeCaramacchi had two goals and three assists in those two J20 games. We got the clip. We don't normally do this. I sent it over to Alex. Hopefully, I don't know how this is going to work out. Let's get to the, the LeCaramacchi J20 goal. Uh, the first one here, because he got an opportunity to go down to the J20 leagues. I reached out to GM. I'm going to get some more uh, clarity, hopefully, later today. He probably text me during the show here. Uh, but we'll see. The Karamaki goal, uh, we can get it up here, Alex. But anyways, he got two goals and three assists uh, in those two games. Was absolutely ripping it up. Uh, really good to see him get an opportunity in the J20 league. But I also wonder. I think it's this is a positive storyline in my eyes, because I think... This could get him to the Vancouver Giants next season. If he sticks here in the in the uh, J20 league and he's not playing in, in Al Svenskin, I think the Canucks, I think he would. I think there's a lot of different things that could really get him playing with the Vancouver Giants next year in the WHL, and that would be awesome. be awesome for us to follow. It would be awesome for him to get an opportunity to work with some guys like Daniel and Henrik Sedin, work with the skating coach out there in Abbotsford, everything. Have him around the organization. LeCarrie Mackey. Getting to the Vancouver Giants is a great situation in my eyes because the things that I thought were going to happen this year in Osvenskin are not. So he needs to take a step to this league, build some of the confidence, get back to scoring like he is in the J20 league here. And the second goal, this is beautiful. Like this is the shot you want to see. And he'd be doing this. He'd be doing this in the dub. He'd be doing this down the road, not even as far as Abbotsford. So I think that would be great. That step towards the WHL 
also gets him closer to the AHL in my eyes. And that's a good spot where you want to be with LeCarrie Mackey. He's currently on the frozen list of imports. A CHL team can only have two of these on their roster. The Giants currently have two, so they couldn't just like add him right now. They can't do that. But with their players moving on from their current list, you can always have two imports on your roster at the time. That's how I understand it. LeCarrie Mackey currently on that frozen list of imports. Let's get to Klimovich. 16 points in his last 19 AHL games. Seven goals, nine assists. Good stuff from Klimovich. Jacob Truscott, I think he might be going pro after the season. I bring it up a lot. He had a goal and two assists in a big 4-2 win over the rival Ohio State on Saturday. Got a name for you, quads. NCAA guy to watch. Okay? You listen up. Listen up here. I'm hearing. Right shot defenseman. NCAA free agent. Hearing that the Canucks could be interested in this player. Sam Malinsky, okay, oh. right shot defenseman. You know he's a little, he's a good puck mover, good skater. Had a heck of a weekend. Canucks saw what he did this weekend. I'll tell you that. Twenty four years old, right shot guy. He's going pro after this year. Um, AHL or NHL? He'll go to the A to start. Okay, but he's, you know he might go in the NHL to start because the Canucks. Who knows what's going to happen with that right? They might give him a shot. He's twenty four right. years old. He's he's ready for pro. Okay, let's go. Sam Malinsky. Check him out. Cornell. He plays with Canucks prospect Jack Malone, too. They know this guy. They've seen him. They know this guy. Okay. SHL guy to watch. Interest here as well. Ricard Hug. 23 years old. Linus Carlson's line mate last season when they were ripping it up there at Skeldrify, however you say it. He's a European free agent this coming season. Watch for him. Another one of these SHL guys that Patrick Alvin's going to chat with, and he's going to tell him, like, oh, blah, blah, we got this opportunity for you. Come over here. Ricard Hug, watch for him. 23 years old, free agent, having a really good season this year, scoring a lot in Champions League as well. He's almost as much as uh, Boychuk over there. He's scoring a lot of goals in the uh, Champions League. So two names for you for the Canucks to have free additions to their pool. These young players that are 26 and under, here you go. There's two of them right there. Sam Malinsky, Ricard Hug. Two guys watch for NCAA and European free agent. Okay, are you done? Betway. Betway, let's do it. We don't have a counter today, I don't think. Go ahead. Let's get out of here. All right. Here we go. Oh, I did it backwards here. I'm going to start with the bottom. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl or Jared McCann to score a goal tonight. You know, I love the either ors. Didn't hit yesterday. Also didn't post the bet. Whatever. You saw it. We on the show yesterday. Good stuff. Bad way, bad way, bad way. Dreisaitl or McCann to score a goal in this game. Minus 225. $10 is going to get you 1444. And you're thinking, oh, where's the value there? Where's the value there? The value is right above it. Oil. I don't know. I, I think the, the, the Oilers, I think, are going to win. Kraken are on back-to-backs. They're going to score a lot. Who scores a lot for the Oilers quads? This is a, the easiest question I've ever asked you. Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid. And Jesse Puyarvi is not even a lineup, so you don't have him slowing down McDavid anymore. McDavid going to score over 6.5 goals. Oilers to win, plus 300. $10 bet. Return you 40. What do you do with the 40 bucks quads? You take yourself down to Trader Joe's, or uh, <laughs> Fred Meyer was the energy drink spot. You pick up about... Uh, I don't know how the conversion rate works, but you can get a you can get a handful of these. Okay, uh, nineteen plus to play. If you uh, choose to play, play responsibly. All right, we'll wrap it up there. Oh, holy moly! Few people got the uh, word of the day today. Yeah, it was someone told you to throw out that I nerd calendar. It out there, yeah, get the rid of the nerd calendar here. Labiel, <laughs> I don't think I used it right. I normally, if I'm being honest, I type it into the outline and I read a paragraph that I have <laughs> about a subject. And I'll tell you what. Yeah, I don't think you use that one right. It, 
this one I should be able to pull off pretty easy, right? Yeah, See, you'll get that. You'll this get isn't that. a word of no the day. No one's even going to get that tomorrow. tomorrow. No, no one's even going to notice that one tomorrow. All right. Well, That's challenge accepted word. for a lot of our listeners. We'll yeah, wrap good it up luck. there. But everybody caught me on this one today. This was a bad one. I struggled to, to get this one out. For my co-host, Chris Faber, and our technical producer, Alex Allard, my name is Dave Grigelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. Big fat tacos in Montana's. Five bucks. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.